Demos are timed trials. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Triangle Squared. Lucky number 23. I'm your host, Brett Beck. Alongside me, your co- your trusted co-host and my good friend, Saul Bridges. Uh, I, was, I didn't know if you want me to say my name or what, so I got in the mic all ready to go, but... <laughs> I ruined stopped. it. I took it away from took my flow. Uh, all right, so, Saul, <clears throat> you've been very busy this week, and I have too, but yes. you've been very busy this week. I have. So I've not talked to you too terribly much, but I hope your week was good. It is living it like a Blink One Eighty Two song. Okay, work sucks. Oh, you I know. know. Yeah, yeah, I got. You. I definitely know. Okay. Well, outside of your week being work filled, I know that you played at least a couple of games. So good, sir. What a did com- you play? A couple is a little bit of an overstatement. I played Dark Souls Two. I'm still was trying to get the platinum on that. Realized it was going to take way too long. And it's going to cut into Destiny 2, and that's not something I'm going to be interested in doing I got you. for sure. So I kind of stopped that once again. Um, I'm at least a little bit closer. I got like four, maybe five trophies on my last run. Okay, so I'm that's a little, not bad. A little bit closer. You're doing about. You were getting the feeling of uh, of accomplishment you need. Yeah. So like when I'm rolling through, you know, just a slightly interject with what I've been playing. I've pretty much played nothing but the original Near this yeah. week, um, which has been good. So with that, you know, I'm rolling through and it's a really long process to get the trophies for a lot of the trophies I need left, but I've been able to get just enough to kind of feel like it's good to keep going. I think I've gotten four right. trophies in the past week, so good enough. And I'm feeling the progression the way I need to. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in, I mean, because that, that game doesn't have very good side story, uh, side missions. They're very fetch questy for the most part, uh, but it's an old game. It's understandably so. Right. Uh, it's very budgeted anyway. So the... I'm kind of like interjecting because you have to get you have to do 30 side quests. Um, that sounds get, easy for an RPG like this, but it's not. It's not okay. Because, I mean, it is and it isn't. It's just when they're that it's boring. Tedious. Yeah, and there's no there's no real need outside of the money. So the 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 side quest trophy ends up tying itself pretty well into the needing a, to get a million gold trophy uh, because you get money for your side quest, and that's yeah. about the only real reason for me. There's a couple side quests you get weapons for, and you do have to get every weapon in the game. That makes and sense. That's that a trophy, sounds hard. But it's not that hard. I, I need one more one more weapon that I'll get when I go to the end of the game. So I'm holding off on purpose. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And I'll get that trophy, and then when I have that trophy, it unlocks both ending C and D to be played. It's uh, tied behind that. And then I'll do ending C, and then I have to go back. And after it's all said and done, I still have to go back and beat the game in uh, 15 hours. Oh, that's a trophy. So it has a it's, speed run trophy. Yeah, that's cool. well, and then there's there's also speed run trophies for every boss. Got it. So like the bosses are set up to where you can beat one boss in like um, under eight minutes, one boss in under three minutes, three and a half minutes, and like they're set up to where they make sense within the boss. That game really needs a remake so I can play it. I agree, and it needs a remake just so I can play it easier. Or really, I mean, a remake would be fantastic for the few issues the game does have. Uh, but at the same time, I would gladly take just a remaster. Right. Uh, the game does still play well enough to um, just kind of be able to, to for a remaster to be justifiable. Right. Um, and the game looks extremely grainy on my TV. By the way, I know you said that whenever you walked yeah. in from playing it, but it's also because grain. it's 720p being upscaled to 4K. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So I, it's even worse than normal. Right. But it's still a pretty looking game, surprisingly, in comparison to what I thought. Don't get me wrong; it's still. It's, even when it came out in 2010, it was no graphics force. You know, there, but, there are games I've seen on PS4 that looks worse than that. So yeah, yeah, Life of um, Black Tiger. I'm not talking about that game. <laughs> um, but other than that, I bought Absolver, and I have been immensely enjoying that game. And I meant to get it, but I still dude, haven't. I've beaten that game four times now. 
One on one, right? One v one. What do you mean? Well, no. Okay, it goes, and and there's a campaign. Okay, so people compare it to Dark Souls, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a combination of it. I can see what they mean. You build a stat based custom character, okay? So strength, dex, int, stuff like that, and you are set to this world without much of an explanation. There's a cutscene in the beginning, and you're kind of here for a reason, and then you get sent off to go kind of find these bosses to fight. On the way there, you come across NPCs. It's, a, of course, an open world, so you may well come across other players. You can work together with them. You can fight them. You can uh, you can do anything. You can ignore them. So That's I had interesting. A, I had a I had a For some reason, I really thought that was all. I mean, I did find out pretty late. Like, after the game had come out, I found out that it did have a uh, campaign, but I didn't yeah, know to what extent that campaign worked. It is essentially a... It's a seven-hour tutorial on your first time, and then after you beat it your first time, you can once you're familiar with the map and how the bosses are, you could probably beat it again in two hours. So um, kind of Titan Soulsy, very much in, so in, yes. in a sense yes. of how the and, world and, and bosses work. Yes, and I had a really cool experience where I. So, but there are enemies in between. There's, are, is there like normal enemies, or is it all boss run? Oh like no, a, it's all there's there's a lot of normal enemies. Okay, and I was there, just curious because you know are, I, I was thinking Fury, like the boss rush. Yeah, where style. it's nothing but boss rush. Mm-hmm. No, but there are altars which act kind of like bonfires where they recharge your health, sure. and then um, that refreshes enemies. So then you can go farm enemies, and you can farm them for moves. And there you is can, an actual level to the game, like levels. Do you level up? Oh yeah, yeah. And you have, like I said, you, you can level up in decks or strength, or you can do whatever build you want. Okay, outside of that, is there any more like RPG elements? Um, not necessarily. Um, you can loot. Um, so you can kill certain bosses over and over again to get their mask or their weapons. Is it randomized? And it's pretty randomized. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but you could also go into this thing called the combat trials, which is a ranked, or it's not really ranked, but it's 1v1 matchmaking where they put you in a closed-off arena where it is just you and another person, and you have to fight to the death. And the first one of three wins wins the match. And then you get experience and equipment through doing that, too, which okay, is Okay, so, but fun. when you do PvP with other people, it's one on it's 1v1? Yes, or if you... but. That's where if you kind of go into matchmaking, you can very well find somebody. And an experience I had was I came across a boss that I had never found before, and I was struggling with him. Somebody came up behind me, jumped onto the boss with me, fought the boss, and then he did a bow to me after we killed him. And I knew immediately we were about to fight. So then we fought. And then he killed me, then he resurrected me, then he gave me a thumbs up, then ran away. I was like, this is really cool. Okay, so, you know, I kept saying that it looks like a really more, like a a lot more interesting take on the For Honor style, but obviously. there are. But, but I mean, when you're doing, because obviously For Honor's big, but the the encounters per person is supposed to feel a little, feel a little personal. Yeah. So, is it a bet? Did you play For Honor? Yeah, I did. Okay, is it like a better take on the For Honor personal take, or how do you feel about it? So, in Absorber, you have this thing called your combat deck, which Mm -hmm. works like a deck of cards, and you assign your moves to it. And you have four quadrants. You have basically top left, uh, top right, then bottom okay, left. Okay, so it definitely right. it does have the the because the quadrant system is in four on. Yeah, correct. Oh uh, yeah, and and that's kind of your stance, and that's what this is. Is you have like a forward facing stance, a backward facing stance. Yeah, and it's kind of right. similar for people who haven't played either games because I haven't actually, but it's a little similar to the way Neo did like a top, you know, yeah, like a mid stance, but with stance. a little more of a you can go top right, yeah, top left. yeah, and and um, you can always kind of like if you come across somebody, you can see what their stance is by, or you can tell what their fighting style is by the way they hold up their arms okay and so if like they're shaking a little bit they're stagger style drunken monkey mm-hmm. and they're unpredictable so it's hard to parry against those and then each class in the game there are these uh you in the very beginning you have forsaken windfall uh commit or cause meat i forgot what it's called and then they're stagger style and then you unlock moves in all these and each of those the right analog stick does something different 
in Windfall, you can avoid enemy attacks. Like okay. it, it's almost like a quick dodge, like in Bloodborne. Gotcha. And in like flicking it does like a dodge roll. Yeah, and then almost. In For- and in Forsaken, you have a parry. So if they're about to hit you with a right wrist, and you bring up your right arm, you parry and stun them for a second. And then you could get in on them. That's cool. And then Windfall is like an absorbing thing, and I think it does health. I have not played Windfall yet. And then Stagger Style, um, I'm pretty sure Stagger Style might be the same as Windfall. Huh. Where it's like a dodge thing, but that's it's cool. I like fun. that idea. I mean, and I really think the art style is pretty it, in that game in a weird way. Like you, you know, it's it's simplistic enough to look interesting. Yeah, and if you if you okay, so when you beat the game, it's kind of a the PvP is really a long kind of tutorial. But then when you beat it, you kind of can roam around with friends and go and fight other people. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people who want that single player experience because that can get boring. Okay. Like just playing by yourself, you're gonna the areas. Well, I mean, the, but is it fun to roll through one time at least? Oh yeah, that's okay. well worth the thirty well, bucks alone. Well, we spent uh, more time on that than I expected. Yeah, else you played though. No, that's, I mean, it's cool. I'm glad games. that you had because I, I was curious about it. and I still want to pick it up. And actually, if any of our listeners or our viewers play it uh, and want to do anything together, is that a game that's kind of you can get together and like? Yeah, me, Jonathan, you Justin can, played last night. You can matchmake like that, right? Uh, well, you um, basically you accept an invite and then you join their world, and I then you, you can get okay. in fights with them and stuff. So it's pretty fun. Okay, so I like that. If any, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna pick it up. Okay, yeah, for thirty um, bucks, I highly recommend it. Yeah, platinum is going up, to and be I, very hard to get. Yeah, like, don't yeah. even think about that right now. Well, the hardest platinum that I've got is the Terraria, and that game is like twenty bucks. You have so. to get up to level hundred in this game. I'm, I and through two playthroughs, I'm like level thirty. You most. still haven't even gotten the platinum for Terraria. I, I forgot. Yeah, about I need to get that. Ooh, it's easily. I think accessible. I still can. Yeah, I think we can still get it. So, um, all right, well, cool. Uh, Saul, do you want to go ahead and hop into the drop since it's pretty quick? Yes, sir. Um, now I want to say take a quick. What, what the heck is this game doing with Kingdom Hearts texts and the world in with these? Oh, is it made by the same people? Like, a, is it a Square game? I guess it's hard to tell right there, huh? No, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't mention Square. That is a good point, though. I didn't even think about that at all. I was more looking at this guy. He looks like a bug. He looks like um. Uh, ooh, I can't think of that name. Carmen Riders. Um, I don't know. Go ahead but, and roll through it. I just thought it was interesting because I haven't seen too many games use that font. Yeah, uh, but this would be what we're talking about is a whole new world, a PS4 title. We have Antiqua Lost, PS4, PS Vita title. We have the big one this week for me. We have Destiny 2, a PS4 retail and digital title. That's a Wednesday release. Stupid. Oddly enough. <laughs> we have Don't Knock Twice, a PS4 and PS VR title. We have Drive Girls, a PS Vita title, both di- uh, digitally and retail. If I don't say retail, it's digital. Almost all these games are digital nowadays. We have Gun Ducky Industries for PS4. We have Knack 2 Baby for PS4. Big one for me, digital. son. And uh, we have Licky the Lucky Lizard Lives Again on PS4. Vita. Or for B- PS Vita, yeah. Uh, we have The Lost Bear for VR, PSVR. We have Cinco No Ronde 2 for PS4, Out 9-7, which is a Thursday release. We have Songbringer, a PS4 game. We have Spectrum, another PS4 game. And the last game on the list, we have Udaware Rumano, Mask of Truth. For PS4 Second one of those we've PS4 gotten PS4. in the last few months. I've heard that Udaware, it's Udaware Romano. Romano? Anyway, Romano, you remember no. you said it like a couple months yeah, back, I and I was perfect. like, man, you said it perfect. And I, and I think I actually heard somebody review one of these games for PS Vita in a list when I was looking at Vita games, and sure. I said it fairly right, but I don't remember how sure. that was. That's a digital retail title, though. So okay, we'll cool. move on to the news. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and hop in the news. Yep, uh, let's see. So the first thing oh, up on the list, uh, much to Saul's chagrin, Every time the game does something to move him towards liking it, it does something just as quick to make him, I guarantee he's going to go, what the There's hell? There's two things in this news list that do this to me this week. Uh, and about the same game, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you rolled through the news. No, yet, I did. 
Okay, so first thing up, Square Enix and Ubisoft have teamed up to bring Assassin's Festival to Final Fantasy XV. In the free DLC, players can dress Noctis and his friends in Assassin's robes, climb buildings, stealthily kill Magitek soldiers, and much more. The festival takes place in the city of Lestalem in the game and is now available for free. A garbage game meets a garbage franchise. Who would have guessed? How dare you call that game garbage? game is garbage. The game is weird, and I will give you that. And the game is not for everyone. I will give you that. You know, that thing coming out with the Monster Hunter style co-op thing reminded me that Grand Theft Auto came out with like a PUBG type game, gameplay mode. Which yeah, is, I know. It's, it's super like weird. something to hold you over until the real one gets here. All right. So next thing up on the list is that PlayStation have announced the PlayStation Plus games lineup for September. So starting September 5th, that's Tuesday, the day after this airs, you can download the following games. Infamous Second Son for PS4. Strike Vector EX for PS4. A Truck Racer for PS3, Handball 2016 for PS3, We Are Doomed, and that's for Vita and PS4, and Hot Full Boyfriend for Vita and PS4. Did not get Child of Light in America, and I'm sad. I am too, I but really I really wanted to if play it was, that game. And it was cross-buy, too, for that, right? Was it the cross-buy one? Or was it not going to be? I don't think it was. Because I was, I I was be looking wrong, forward though. to playing it on Vita at some point, and I've still never got around to it. Uh, I watched Blaze play, and it looked really cool, and I'll, I'll have to pick it up at one point. So, you know, we skipped our intro completely, but that's okay. No, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, we skipped the uh, YouTube SoundCloud thing. Oh, but, we sure did. Oh, well. You guys know where to find us by now. If not, it's YouTube, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Podcast Bean, any major podcast service around the globe. And YouTube uh, if you want to look at our mugs. And so, yes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do better next episode. Oh, well. <laughs> we have something that we're going to announce here in a little bit that's mainly a Twitter thing. So if you don't follow our Twitter, go over there and give us a follow. Yeah, we got a couple things, actually, because I don't know if you know about my thing. I, I think I loosely, yeah. Anyway, so next thing up is that PlayStation have announced Translucent DualShock 4s are coming, finally. I wish yeah. we had more colors, but I understand. Uh, yeah, but I think we may get there. I don't know. Uh, let's see, though. Uh, hitting stores later this month, you can pick up Crystal at GameStop, and that's like a you know a clear whitish color. Blue Crystal at Walmart, which is a lighter blue, uh, still see-through, obviously. And then the Red Crystal, which is Best Buy. So GameStop, Walmart, and Best Buy all have and I, exclusives, which is a little weird. And I kind of got Walmart being blue, and I kind of got GameStop being crystal. That's not that weird. But for some reason, Best Buy being red is super weird to me. Well, and I have a PS4 Pro controller from Nacom, and I got that PS4 Pro today, so I don't need another controller anytime That's soon. true. That's true. I, I think I'll pass. So you did grab the Nacom one, huh? Did you grab the... Because didn't they announce a second-gen one? Like uh, a... The, yeah, they did, and it's not it's not worth it. Okay, okay. It's, it's 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 almost the same thing, um, which sucks because I paid eighty dollars for mine on Amazon, and when they normally one fifty, now this one's one fifty, and the other one's probably going to drop lower. Well, congratulations for being a PS4 Pro earlier uh, owner now as well. I uh, hope you 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 going to pick up a a four K TV anytime soon, or uh, I'm going to pick up a 4K monitor that supports HDR. Okay, well, right now I want to Do those exist yet? There's oh. one or two that are, that are like $1,500. Really yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want something that's around 27 uh, inches. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I was making a face at the camera. I know. All right. So <laughs> DreamWorks uh, Voltron VR Chronicles is headed to PSVR, uh, an original adventure in the universe of the Netflix original series. The game features cinematics and a visual style similar to the animated series, but in full VR. The game will hit PlayStation Store on September 26th. So that's cool. Again, I'm just really surprised at the amount of support that VR has been getting, but I'm happy for it. It's good. Uh, next thing up is No Man's Sky continues to be improved by developer Home, uh, Hello Games. 
<laughs> they have released a patch called um, the quality of the quality of life improver. It's update one point three five. The update adds and changes a few things in the game. Most notably, the introduction of ship handling and speed variations between types and classes of ships. I like this idea. I do too. I thought that was something. I haven't hopped in yet, uh, but the rest of the improvements just aim to make your time in the menus and inventories a little quicker right. uh, and simpler. This update is already available, so go check it out if you own the game. Uh, and I'm definitely going to do so too. I'm going to pop it in and get it. Uh, but did you see where like now you can make more of an item on top of the item instead of having to start it in yeah. a new inventory slot and, and then stack it? I also bought a uh, a fighter style ship, and I noticed it didn't handle any differently than the beginning ship. That kind of irked me. So I'm wondering, I'm curious now. Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be interesting because I looked at a fighter and I was like, well, if it doesn't handle differently, why does it matter? But now those are all going to be stats that show up in the sit menu. So you'll see speed and you'll see speed will be affected and the handling will be affected. It does have like better shields to be fair, but that's just, that's almost like just a combat rating. Right. But you'd imagine an attacker would be more maneuverable. Yeah. More agile. Yeah. And that you'd have a little more, I don't know. It gets weird. So, uh, next thing up. Sonic Forces now has a North American release date and a price. The game can be picked up for the great price of $40 on November 7th. Uh, that's following a bunch of games that have been releasing for budget prices this year. I think it's very smart. Very of them. Definitely with games like Knack coming for $40 because they're similar enough that people are going to be like, why the hell is uh, Sonic 60? You know, it's it's a hard thing to justify. Yeah, and Absolver being 30, um, just so, yeah, and so then great. stuff like Hellblade being 30. There's a lot of games that come out. I, I think that we're starting to see a good thing for, for game prices which is good to see. So uh, next thing up is 2K have revealed a new game mode for NBA 2K18. I have no interest in this or whatever, but I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It makes sense because 2K and Grand Theft Auto are on, you know, 2K own Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar. Um, Wait, so the new what? mode. Yeah, you didn't know 2K was owned by, I mean, that Rockstar was owned by 2K. No, I yeah. thought Rockstar was much more of a lucrative company than 2K was. I mean, it's one of 2K's biggest people, and it's like big deal for them. That's crazy. But no, they, they are under that. the 2K umbrella. So 2K have revealed a new game mode for 2K18. NBA, the new mode called Neighborhood, sees players roam around an open-world environment with other players with the ability to play each other in different online match types. Uh, you can also go to different facilities to play, practice, train, and more while also being able to visit shops and buy different gear. Uh, so it's like a social hub that's kind of similar to the way GTA Online, GTA Online works, but not quite as big, obviously. That's actually really cool for a But I think it's game. a cool idea, and I think you're starting to see sports games be a little try a little harder, uh, like by adding campaigns and uh, and doing you know a more traditional campaign with a story. I think it's interesting to see. So um, this next piece is actually more of a reminder. Uh, a lot of publishers this week have announced their lineups for the Tokyo Game Show, uh, which is taking place later this month. So if you are interested in that. Uh, checked it out. I think it's around like the 21st is where a lot of these people are having their thing going, but go check out times so you can watch it. Make sure that those times obviously you're looking at uh, are in your time zone or you figure out exactly where it's going to be and when it's going to be in your time zone. But I'm excited. There's a lot of, uh, you know, when you love JRPGs this month, there's a lot of cool stuff that comes out Certainly. around Tokyo game show. Uh, so Bandai Namco have teased an announcement for the God eater series expected to be a new console entry for the series. The reveal will come on October 7th. Um, for what it's worth, Absolver got compared to God Eater a lot. No, wait, no, 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 no. God Hand. The, the oh, second I said okay. that out God loud, Hand, the I realized. Game. Yeah, the second I said that out gotcha. loud, PS2 I realized. Fighting it. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, this one's weird uh, because there's not really a reason that we've currently seen, or at least last time I checked, it wasn't. But Toyota cars will not be featured in the upcoming Need for Speed Payback. Uh, the new uh, the news comes courtesy of developer Ghost Games, who responded to a Reddit fan where he confirms that no Toyota vehicles will be in the new game. Need for Speed is not the only franchise suffering from this, as Forza 7 will also 
not have any Toyota vehicles available in the game. Uh, no reasons currently known why, and it's super weird to me. What Toyota cards would you use? I wonder. GTR. Hot damn, son. Oh, Nissan. I thought it was a Nissan car. Nissan GTR. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I, man, I'm I'm losing my mind. So I can't I can't race in my Camry. I'm sad. Well, no, I mean, you got to think stuff like Celica. Technically, if a Celica would be in there, I do like the Celica. So I think it's a cool body style. Um, I'm glad. I, don't I haven't know heard thing about GTR. Yeah, I, I haven't heard <laughs> Celica in a long time. Uh, Celicas are cool. Oh, no, uh, I don't like them. Stuff like Scion TCs won't be in there uh, technically because you know Scion was a other thing. So one of my favorite cars in the uh, Need for Speed Payback was the uh, Scion FRS and the Subaru BRZ. Neither one of those will be in the game. Wait, well, what? technically the Subaru could be, but it's a joint thing, so I don't know. Okay, and so technically like I guess that joint's gone because Scion no longer exists. Um, that That's was a that, kind of sad. Yeah, it sucks, but they they just did away with it. Uh, and I think that they absorbed some of the designs that they liked back into the Toyota brand because maybe. overseas, uh, the Toyota, the Scion TC was actually a Toyota. And maybe uh, I can find some cool. All that Scion stuff was Toyota, so it's very odd. Um, but regardless, it, it's interesting to see, um, and it sucks from that standpoint because I really think there's a lot of cool Scions. But who knows? Scion may still be in the game since it's technically a, a defunct manufacturer. Who knows? That could be true. Um, Unlikely, though. So next thing up on the list is that PlayStation and Sony Santa Monica have revealed new concept art for the approaching God of War soft reboot coming early next year. The piece is released after cryptic puzzles were shown with the goal of decoding them by translating the runes shown in these little pictures that were cool. Uh, the concepts show enemies and weather in the game, as well as beautiful environments. The game's director, Corey Barlog, also discussed magic incantations, rune tattoos, and how the gods differ between the Norse gods and the Greek gods which was revealed in a video included on the official website for the game. So if that interests you at all, go check it out. It's a really interesting video, and the new concept art is really pretty. Um, did you see that? No, you that? I, I saw the headline, and I'm, kind of, I'm trying to stay a little blonde on uh, I could see. I could see it. The, the concept art, I didn't feel like ruined anything. Yeah, especially that, because I ruined myself, and I'm not going to say what, because it's a, it's a recent game on concept art. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, well, in another weird event for Japanese games, Tekken 7's bowling DLC is now available Not for those who are keen one. on bowling with Hihachi. Not as weird as this next one. Shufa, don't bother me. So the next one, uh, I should have just moved it up a second ago, as this, they came at different times, is that the extremely weird cup noodles helmet for Noctis is now available in Final Fantasy XV as a free DLC. Um as if you Very did odd. It's not, literally just a cup of noodles that comes off of his head. It's, it's as if you already annoying. didn't have enough cup of noodles advertising from the mission in the game previously. They well, they, they talk about cup of noodles and that all the time. It's because it's advertisement. That's why it's advertisement in video games. Like the Coleman camp equipment. <laughs> That's so good, though. Square Enix, we need to talk. Yeah, that, that, I'm going to let them keep rolling on. They got Kingdom Hearts 3 to make, sir. All right, so Supermassive Games' two VR projects have received release dates. The Impatient, a prequel story set in the same world of Until Dawn, releases first on November 21st. Following shortly after, Bravo Team, the co-opable VR first-person shooter, uh, releases on December 5th. A new trailer for The Impatient was revealed alongside this news, so go check it out if that game interests you at all. It looks extremely good. I'm really surprised at how good it looks. I and love Until Dawn, so this is going to be interesting to be It looks play, awesome. It looks, I don't have VR yet. So. Okay, you know when you're Until Dawn and you're in the sanatorium? Yeah, yeah. That's it, where all of it takes place. Right, so, and that's what I'm waiting back for. Back like Now is Peter Sarsgaard, I might be wrong on that actor's name, but is he making a return? I don't know. You're talking about the, the guy who played your therapist? Yeah, I think it's Peter. I don't think so, but not sure. 
Either way, uh, next thing up on the list is that the download size for NAC 2 has been revealed. If you plan to grab the game on release, you will need 36.89 gigabytes of hard drive space. Peter Stormare, that's his name. Gotcha. Uh, Team Meat have officially announced that Super Meat Boy Forever, uh, a full-fledged sequel to the first game, will be coming in 2018. Uh, a full-fledged sequel to the first game, players see Meat Boy and Bandage Girl fight to save their child, Nugget, <laughs> from the grasp of Dr. Fetus, uh, only this time with fists. Y'all should go play the very first uh, Super Meat Boy. It's, it's a great. very it's a fun and easy game for so kids. So did you see, though, that they added like, sliding and, and kicking and punching? That's going to be in the one that's on the Switch, right? Um, well, like, no, no, this is in the sequel. This is Team Meat Boy. I mean, this is uh, Super Meat Boy Forever. This is a straight okay, sequel to then, the yeah, game. No, I haven't seen it then. And yeah, you like so they had you know, Bandage Girl. You save at the end of the first game, right? That's not a spoiler at all. That's what the whole point of the game. That, is. It's at the end of um, every level, isn't it? No, well, yeah, but then it takes her away. Takes her away. Takes yeah, her away. it's weird, but you know what I mean. Um, so anyway, when you save her, apparently y'all have a kid named Nugget, and then y'all are out. He comes. The little trailer for it shows this. Doctor Fetus knocks the two of them out and steals their baby. I watched somebody speedrun that game, and that game's amazing to watch speedrun. I was joking, by it the is. way, earlier. It's that insane. game is not easy by any means. That game's not easy at no, all. No, I said it's a child-friendly game. Yeah, it's not child-friendly at all. No. All right, so the, the last thing on the list is that Ubisoft have revealed the Resistance update 1.8 coming this fall for The Division. Uh, the update will add new PvE modes, new PvP modes, as well as a map expansion. So if you are keen on playing uh, The Division some more, even with Destiny 2 coming, maybe that's still more of your style. You like the third person a little more. You got some stuff to look forward to. That's good to see. Uh, I'll be really interested to see if that's a if there's a pool of people who who like both, who drop one to play the other, or if they kind of separated themselves by now. Right. I don't know, because I, I feel like... Because I know you hopped into it and liked it, but I felt it's because you had just done enough Destiny that the idea of the game style no, it was, was it was it played really well for a third person yeah. shooter. I still haven't played it. I just uh, I don't know. So, I like third person shooters. Though. I feel like I probably would have liked it. I just never got around to it. Right. So we know that uh, after the news, we always jump into reader mail once a week. Yeah. Every week, we ask you guys a question about a couple hours before the podcast airs, and we'll answer them on air. This week, we have some good, very, very good questions. One is brought to us by Dan, good old Dan from Square XO. Favorite game this year so far? Only one game. And do you think that choice will be surpassed by the end of the year? Brett. I already know the answer to this. <laughs> we keep talking about it. Um, so it's near Automata. Of course. And it is not likely to be talked about the end of this year. I understand it. There's not a whole lot coming out now at the end of this year besides Destiny. I mean, not more. There's a lot. I think that the uh, I think South Park: The Stick of Truth will be really good, but I don't see. I it swear that got pushed to that. Uh, not that I've seen, but man, I hope I didn't miss over that. I thought it did. I could be wrong. I no, I'm pretty wrong. sure it's still supposed to be coming out in October. Okay, um, so, but but you don't think so? No, I mean, I think that that's going to be a great game, and I really love the first one. But they're you know. No, and don't wrong, it's a little bit of just like fanboying at this point, but I've loved all of Yoko Taro's games so much, and definitely with me playing uh, right now, with me playing, um, was it still saying that it doesn't have a... Well, it's new release. Well, fiscal, fiscal year. year. But, no, so they, yeah, but, April 27 to March. Well, no, but it has a release date if yeah. you actually went further into it. But anyway, with me playing the, the original Nier right now, I'm very even more nostalgic, and I love that, you know, I'm getting, I'm remembering more and more of the references from the first game into the second game. And there's a lot of stuff in the second game that calls back to the first game, even though you don't have to play the first game to understand the second game. If they came out with a release uh, of the first game, HD remastered and Nier Autonoma, or automata. I keep I always say autot, but um automata. Automata. I said it again. If if they came out that's for eighty bucks, I'd buy it. 
40 yeah. for each. Yeah, that, I mean, beer, well, beer is pretty much dropped down to forty for now, as it is. It seems. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd say. I mean, a forty dollar. Re- I mean, if really, if they could do it, just, if it's just an HD thing, as long as they give it just a little bit of attention, let it not have as many frame drops, which is not bad, but it has just a little bit of, and they never really go sub twenty, which is good. Uh, and clean up the the images, like make the lighting a little bit better, because the uh, the lighting is really harsh, definitely on this TV, because the colors are so well. Certain areas run too, you like I can't see for a couple seconds. Oh, that's weird. Uh, but it's not bad. I mean, again, it's just. It's an old game, and the, playing an old game comes with its own set of things, but I would really like to see a, a remake for that one. So, I mean, yeah, Nier Automata is my answer. It will not change. Mine so far? Absolver. Wow. Yeah. I am just as surprised as you are, dude, by that game. I Okay, I will say expect. I haven't played that game. I do want to give a quick shout-out. Uh, to Devolver? Huh? To Devolver? No. Oh. I mean, I want to give a quick shout-out uh, as a secondary answer and I know that there will be plenty of people that don't agree with this uh, for a number of reasons, uh, but I think because of how well it was done and it surprised me, I think Hellblade is a good answer for that. And I, I thought uh, about and that I think too. people who say Horizon, it's reasonable, right? And I, I thought about Hellblade as well, but I've had more, much more fun with Absolver, and it's it's just so satisfying of a game. I do think Destiny Two is going to surpass that because for me, not only gameplay, visuals, and sound go into the thought for this, but it's experiencing the game as well and. That with friends is always much more fun to me. I will be literally just mind blown if Destiny Two even ends up because well, Destiny. I'm hold on, spoil, hold on. What I'm saying is that Destiny Two ends up being any like, one of my favorite games. I'm, hold on, I'm not going to spoil uh, because anything for you guys, even at but. its best for Destiny One, uh, I did not. I mean, Destiny One never shows up in a favorite game. So list. Read that up you there. Know, Don't read it out loud, but just read it. So you, I, I spelled this word wrong, of course. Nope. But no, I'm talking about the when it first released. For the story, it had that. The first one? Yes. Yeah, I know that. But I'm saying this. <laughs> Why are we doing? Because I'm just, I'm just. Still not a good. I mean, what sure. do you mean? They're 45 minutes long. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, but that also a number doesn't determine anything. First of all, yeah, but if it's good, it's bungee. Um. Anyways, <laughs> uh, did I that, close that's out? saying that the first game story was any kind of good, and it wasn't. This is a question aimed for you, Brett. <laughs> but our boy Jonathan over there at Shenanigans and such will Brett the Barbarian ever make an appearance on the podcast? If so, will be will he be smashing weenies? Um, I think it's highly likely that one day I will randomly feel the urge to just go and be on their podcast. Why do I have a... Wait, what? No, he's on, on our podcast. On the podcast. Oh. Well, they have their own podcast is my understanding. Okay, so, okay, we'll, we'll flip it around. Okay, maybe one day I will have the urge to smash weenies on camera. This sounds um, like you have no shirt on in this process. I don't know. I feel... I, I don't know. The, the nips determine that, you know, in, in the moment. Uh, but I will say that Brett the Barbarian is a character... <laughs> For those who don't know, my buddy Jonathan, uh, our buddy Jonathan, does a wrestling. I, I, I keep. I don't know how to describe what it is outside of just explaining. It's a it. let's play themed YouTube channel that focuses on commentating wrestling games as if they were actual wrestling. Yeah, matches. they 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 do the the back end side of WWE where you can create matches and just let the game kind of play and, and it out. And you commentate and they over live it, commentate over, which is it. cool. It's a very interesting thought. It's just very. I mean, I don't get wrestling, so it's I don't still either. lost I don't on either. me. But I did do Brett the Barbarian. They made me a character without me doing anything. They just made me a character, and he was like. Uh, I, I told him, I was like, well, if you're going to make me a character, I want to do the voice. And then one day it came time for me to do a promo, and he came over, and I wrote the stupidest thing ever. And I, I speak in third person. I, oh, yeah. I, Sounds I, like a barbarian. All yeah, right. I, I speak in third person, and I say really weird stuff. So um, it's great. It was very fun. 
I, so, yeah, Brett the Barbarian could show up on the podcast one of these days. Let's hope not. Um, one, one of, of our days. one of our new followers and pretty cool dudes, Joe Robinson. He asked, "What was your guys' first console and what game?" So I think that we've we either did in this the in, the, very, in the pilot episode, but we just, we didn't actually air because it was yes. a test run. Uh, but I think we may have touched base on it on the actual first episode where we talk about first PlayStation consoles. Right. Uh, but my first actual console was a Sega Genesis, uh, and the very first game I ever played was a game called Chuck Rock Two, uh, Son of Chuck. Okay, I remember you telling me about this game now. Uh, but in that pilot episode, the first game that I really played a lot of, and like, would be like, okay, this is what made me want a game is a, a game called Boogerman. Yep, I remember which this we too. know, and yep. I and I love, I love Boogerman. My uh, my very first console technically was a Nintendo Entertainment System, the very first one. Um, too young to remember that though. It was in our <laughs> house, but um, uh, SNES was the first console I ever played, which is why I'm super pumped to hopefully get one of the new SNES minis. But and the the game I played with that was Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. For that reason, it's still one of my favorite Zelda games. That is a, it's a great game anyway. I mean, it just is. It is, and that's part of why Adventure Time uh, is so good. Adventure Time is so good because yeah. it's just an homage to it. It that, is. It, it's it's insane to me that that game's a dollar. At the um, at the same time, Joe Robinson also asked, "What's your favorite Sesame Street character?" He asked this because I made a GIF <laughs> with uh, Sesame Street characters. Uh, Big Bird is my boy. That's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, the count. I thought about the count because I like Castlevania so much. He just well, fits I just so think well. the count is such a pimp. Like you know, the whole show when he's there, he runs the show, boy. That's true. I mean, um, there's something about the count. You know, he's he gets you hyped. You know, he says one and you feel it. You're like, look, <laughs> one, and he's like a two, and you're like, mm, yes, two. <laughs> he really brings you in the moment with that counting. You know, so Sean Satterud, one of our favorite people to interact with on Twitter. What games are you embarrassed to say you've played? My name is Mayo, and I have platinumed it. I actually want to say that I am lucky enough to know that there is absolutely not a single game I have ever been embarrassed to play. That's a lie. I'll find something one day on you. Well, here's the thing. I don't buy games like My Name is Mayo. No, I'm talking about, like, you could have played it at a friend's house and be like, this is fun. Like a Barbie game or something. No. Okay. Well, my name is Mayo for I me. never played the Hannah Montana game that most people played to Platinum. I didn't play that one either, to be fair. Um, I have more I dignity know. than that. I don't think I've ever played a game just to Platinum it either. You know, my I, name is Mayo. I think it's there's game. games I started to play that I didn't really love. I, I didn't love, but I liked it enough, and I was like, you know what? It's fun enough. I don't have anything else to play, and it's a good, and it's an easy platinum. And I'll kind of roll through it that way. But I've never just bought a game to platinum it. If that makes sense, which is what you did for my name is Mayo. Of course, yeah. No, no you wouldn't buy that game yeah. to play normally, or you're weird. Uh, or a top rated one thousand, whatever right. that game was. All right. So, what? Last question we have is Ryan Turismo Sport. When do you find Tom? game that's very interesting and i think it's an interesting question primarily because we spend so much time doing this stuff right and doing kind of interacting and uh, well there's so much time that i spend doing the the few things gaming is my uh, gaming is my number one media consumption format uh i mean i do listen to a decent amount of podcasts so that's slowed down a lot since we were doing our own podcast um and i still listen to a lot of music it's a lot easier to handle when i'm working um so Obviously, there's two, and I love music. That's a big deal for me. Right. So, depending on the time of the week and what goes on, like, you know, uh, we were actually going to record the podcast last night, had some buddies over, uh, we were writing for this uh, musical project we're working on, and it was going really well, and I was like, we know, Saul, we have time, do you mind pushing the podcast off to tomorrow? Um, And, you know, what's funny is my original plan was to write a little bit, have them go home, you come over, do the podcast, me stay up and play near. Didn't end up playing near at all yesterday. Uh. Uh, 
I didn't go to bed till two because we were riding until two. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't and do it that late anymore. It's been similar things today where I had a lot of stuff board. going on, and um, I just I didn't start playing near until like eight thirty, uh, so I didn't play very long. Uh, but that is my plan for tonight. Is uh, while this gets edited and renders, I'm just going to play near and, and really chug that down. Uh, so what, the question comes down to: I have to find time to game. By a lot of the time, it ends up being when when Kyrie goes to sleep. Um, every now and then when a new game comes out that I'm really excited about, Hannah's thankfully gracious enough and very nice to, to let me kind of come in here uh, and, and sit down and kind of play the game at least the first day and kind of get a good feel for it. And then I'll kind of just space it out as necessary. Um, so, I mean, I find time to game by trying to balance my other goals and my other projects that I want to do for personal reasons. Uh, like the case project that we're doing, right? Or the case project that I'm doing, um, where I'm spending I, time I designing no, and cutting no and, value. <laughs> and doing all that. So I mean, it's it's interesting, but uh, I feel like I get a sense of sense of, of accomplishment from right. all of them. I get a sense of accomplishment and community from this, and I love yep. that. Uh, and I get a sense of visual accomplishment. And I just really, I'm proud of the cases I've been doing. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm even surprised at myself, and I feel like I'm continuing to push myself. Uh, and which is good. And I feel like my, it, it's going to help when it comes time to do graphics packages for the YouTube channel. Cause my, my design mind is a little more there because right. I'm constantly kind of exercising it. And we may be using some graphic pack- packages for something I'll be doing. Yeah. So we'll see. So and I think that's interesting. And then with the music, of course, I definitely, I'm, I'm so proud of that last night, man. It was blown it was, mind. And then I showed it to you. It's really good. And uh, it, it's just so crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm having such a fun time doing all that, but it does mean that sometimes gaming time has to suffer. Right. Um, and for me, and it's okay. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes it's worth suffering because you're doing exactly, other things. Exactly. Because, um, I mean, I still come back to gaming. I mean, I've luckily never had just a time where I've not wanted to game for a long time. I haven't either, um, I don't think. It's, it's very odd. But then again, I was so poor growing up, I didn't get to play. No, I have. I, I had a big old gaming drought in between my Xbox 360 and my PS3. Um, I got you. But for me, um, depending on what I work at my job, if I work a morning shift, that's typically 730 to 5. So anytime I get home, I can typically play until about 10 when Andy comes home, my fiance, if she's already home, then it'll, it depends. It's really two or three hours. And then if I do a um, night shift, which is 12 to 10 or two to 10, then I'll typically wake up. I wake up around eight o'clock. That's the latest I can kind of sleep in now. And I'll wake up, wake myself up and get out of bed around eight thirty, And then I'll go in there and play until about one o'clock or 11 o'clock. Yeah. Right see, you get to play before work and that's something I don't get to do. I mean, you could, you just want to wake up at like 4 a.m. Not worth it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I think uh, a, a slight addendum of what I'll add on is it's really hard, and you don't have this problem yet, but it's really hard to find time to VR game. Uh, when you have yeah, a family so hard and you have a kid, up in. it takes time to get set up in, and sometimes you don't want to give that time, and then other times you get set up in it, but then it's like Kyrie's running around, and I need to be able to hear her, and I don't want her startling me. I don't want to startle her. Right. So it's a little weird, but that's... I want to have a little more time to VR game. That's one of the things I'm wanting to work on. Uh, definitely with all these cool VR experiences coming. And see, I, I get to take my vacation, not this week. Um, the week this airs is going to be the week after. I yeah. have some family stuff going on, and I'm going to Fort Worth for a little bit with family. But other than that, it's going to be Destiny 2 all day, baby. And we'll get into what that I'm going to talk about about Destiny 2 after the main topic. But let's go ahead and, go ahead and jump into the main topic for us. You don't want to jump in with both of those things, or you want to let them be end of episodes? Um, well, I mean, I guess we can. So that's fine. It's fine. We, you've sure? already. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, go ahead. We'll, we'll make them listen till the end to get this juicy information. Yeah, two potential. We'll, juicy we'll things. tease them. Maybe three. Um, I forgot you had something too. Okay. Well, we'll see. 
Uh, either way, so where this kind of comes from is that lately we've been seeing a big return for demos in games. Uh, and then outside of the demo realm, we're kind of seeing a similar yet also different approach by a lot of these games where they're doing time trials. Um, and it's interesting because I see the benefits of both. Uh, and I think that there's a lot to be said about that. But I also think that there is one that in the long run is going to be the better option. What do you think that is? Before we do that, I want to go over what some of the people responded to sure. us on Twitter because I, really, really I think it's this is a, one of those things where I think that there's one better, but it's better for me, and I think that it's better for a developer standpoint. A bunch of different things. Um, I think I think that there is no wrong answer in this. There's not exactly. There's, it's going to be a very it's a big fifty fifty in the and both benefits and um oh I didn't even see his reply. That's a good that's a good point. Um, but both of them have benefits and both of them have cons. Um, yeah. But go ahead and we'll go ahead and start with the comments real quick. That's a really good comment. Well, one second. I got to find it since it moved around when you unpinned it. All right, here we yeah, are. Yeah, my bad. So, uh, Jonathan, shenanigans and such, and he actually said that he, he clarified to me that right now he's the only person that gets on the Twitter. I figured when we were playing, so we know. We were playing Absolver last night, he, yeah. he mentioned that comment and asked if we answered it. So let's see. I'm going to say demo for the reason of download times because time trials, you download the whole game. Some demos do a full unlock, though. And that's something you see a little bit less of. Uh, that was really prominent on the PS3 era where you download a demo. And then if you decided you want it, you would just buy the unlock. Right. And now. Uh, but they were also smaller games or typically indie games. Uh, like one of the ones I remember that being, too, was. Uh, I can't remember the name of the game, but it was made by the people. It was made by the, one of the lead designers of Portal, and the little song was "Then I Flip a Switch and Fluffy is Everything." I have no idea. I can't. Oh, Quantum, Quantum something, but I can't remember. But I, that was a big thing in the PS3 gen. That's something I think we've they've moved away from um, a decent amount. But Jonathan wait, wait, plays, wait. What do you mean? Uh, doing where you download a the the demo, but then even though it's a demo, you're really just downloading the whole game. Oh no, dude, that's all time trials are. Every time trial, well, I'm no, but that's a time trial. I'm talking about demos. Typically, a demo like the Mac Two demo is just a slice of the game. Got you're it. not downloading the full. Got game. it. Okay. Whereas uh, there was that a point a in time where you download the demo, and, and even though it was size. it was set, it was the whole game. And then if, even though you played just the demo, right. it was like the game knew so what I, it was I feel a demo. Like some games still do that. You would buy an extent. unlock pass, yeah. and then you'd just be able to play the game. Now so. he, he makes good sense here. Some people have internet caps. Some people have really slow internet. Some people may not want to spend you know twelve hours or there's a number of reasons. Yeah, there's a number of reasons. So Josh Ayers, uh, Ayers, I really, I, I, it, tell me how to say your name, please. <laughs> it kills me because it looks like it could be either. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, but I'm so sure he says Ayers. demos are more controlled route, throwing you in a scene they want you to see. A time trial can be boring to get into. That's what I was going to say. Is that, it's a good point. That's what the comment I didn't point. notice until now is that point. Um, that's very true. And I, I, I actually really agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gideon Berkland. Uh, one of our longtime listeners uh, says demos cost more resources than time trials. I'd rather see the dev spend those resources polishing the game. So time trials. That is actually one of my biggest go towards time trials is I feel like Cause it actually, resources are everything. It takes a lot to cut a game in a certain section. Then add well, because you promotions. do a bunch because you end up giving the game more access to certain move sets. And what you basically end up doing is you have to set one or two people off, if not sometimes more, to sit there and go, this is do this, make that. Right. And that's five people, three people, two people, one person. It doesn't matter. It's somebody who's doing something other than polishing and the a lot of product. And a lot of people think that it's um, cut and pasting, like you know, a video where you clip a certain part out and then you just throw it out there. That's not what it is. And I'm wrong. It, We're not developers in the biggest of sense. You've played games I've made. 
correct. But I've never done a full scale game. Maybe it is something that we don't completely understand. We don't see the backside of development, but I do think that there's enough evidence to say that it's not like that. I don't think it's a vertical slice. There and then you see a lot of times where you play a demo and then you play the full game and th- the parts actually different. Different stuff happens. You have different access to powers, all sorts yeah. of stuff. So you and that means they have to spend time is, scripting it to make sure that it makes sense within the scope of the demo. Yep, it's a completely different game at that point. So that's an interesting thing. Uh, Mr. Brawl ninety six, Jeff Miz. Uh, this is one of the hosts for PSBF, which is a podcast. Which is we were on podcast. It's a very we good podcast. On. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he said demo route like D three. Now, what I was trying to figure out is what is D three. I'm pretty sure he means Diablo three. Did Diablo three have a demo? Yeah. See, I, I don't remember that. Um, I could be wrong. I can't think of another D three style game. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's talking about that because I did play the demo a couple times actually, and it's something. It basically gave you the pretty much like a time trial did. Uh, it gave you like the first hour and a half of the actual game, the first dungeon. Okay, so, I could see that, uh, but kind of pushed you there so you didn't actually have to roll through the beginning. No, you roll through the beginning. Interesting. If I remember that correctly, makes sense I, I could be game, wrong, though. but I, that I makes swear sense. that's what it was. All right, Mr. Sean Santarud, we mentioned earlier, he says, depends on the game, really. With a demo, you can use a sequence that's exciting to lure people in, but with time trial, game could start You slow. could lure people Again, in. Again, a good point. But it could be the high, it could it could lead you straight into the best part. The best part. And and then, yeah, and then also you're setting expectations that high, and if that's the one part of the game that does that, you kind of end up doing some weird stuff that way. Right. I kind of get that. Kind of um, almost an elusive illusion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mr. RJ Loki, a really long-time listener. Our biggest uh, boy. Timed trial, if you can, keep your progress. If not, it might as well be a demo. Again, Good big point. point. Yeah, because you big it, point I, I downloaded uh, Wildlands, and it, it's, it's cool to know that if I bought the game – or if I pay you to unlock the rest of the game, then I didn't have to do all this over again. Yeah, and then Ryan Trismo Sport actually responded to that and said, I concur, used to hate getting trophies for a game I ended up not being able to get into, but I really don't care anymore. That said, this resurgence is only better for gamers Correct. as long as it doesn't affect dev of games by them focusing on adding microtransactions. So, of course, that's going off into a slightly different tangent, but I think that was the last one, right? Or do you uh, have no, one we more? have one by oh, Nate, Nate Lloyd. Lloyd. He changed his name and because it, 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 it's, it's Scorpion Wild. Yeah. But he changed his name. And his and picture like, is Spider-Man yeah, now. Yeah, it blew my mind, but it's cool. Go ahead. He said, time trial. If you pop a trophy or two early on, that might entice gamers to purchase on the spot. Also, that weak-ass Nat demo. <laughs> Let me tell you, that, that, that demo is terrible. I didn't play it, but I didn't have high hopes. So short. Like, that's not a demo, in my opinion. That's like, right, well, one thing I want to say. Combat demo. Now that we are past this, I will go ahead and come out and say, it is, I mean, I think time trials is the route to go. And I think the reason I wanted to go through the people is I read most of the responses ahead of time, and I agree with the strongest points made by Gideon and a couple other people where it's, A, you're affecting dev time by pulling a demo into, into place, uh, you risk giving away some of the better parts of the game. Uh, and now I, I will say that it there's space for both. There is. Uh, there is space for both. And I think that certain games you have to give demos because a time trial becomes a weird balance. I think that there are games that time trials work perfectly for. And uh, I did put some games that were recent that have done this. So recent games that did demos uh, is East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana yep. has a demo. NAC 2 has a demo. And a uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018 has a demo. A uh, few games recently that have done trials, and they did come far after. And that's the only thing for me is I think that they don't want to do time trials initially because it may steer people away from buying it who would have bought it off a hype. Uh, if they did a time trial that launched the same week as the game. There's a game in here, too, that actually did that for me. Pray. Oh. Well, because you played the demo. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pray had a demo 
and a trial. Yeah. Weirdly oh, enough. I forget. Yeah. Now, here's the weird thing. I actually think that from playing Prey and knowing what type of game it is, time trial makes way more sense than a demo. Because you need to understand, like, those games are set up. It's like, I wouldn't say a demo of Bioshock would be very poignant. You'd really want a time trial to let you get engrossed in, A, what's happening in the world, B, the way that the gameplay ends up going out. Sometimes demos can be too restricting. Yeah, I can agree to that. Uh, and the upside to a time trial is that you're just playing the game. Right, yeah, and you can take your time technically doing what you want with like the four hours. Exactly, you, and you can hours. explore what part of the game interests you the most and see if it's capitalizing on what you thought it would interest you or not. And I think that's good for it. I think Mass Effect Andromeda is a perfect example. These are all games that have a good amount of depth. Uh, what's funny about Prey is it can be beat super quickly, but it can also be a very long game. Uh, and then Ghost Recon Wildlands. Those are the three games recently that have been time trials. Um and I think it's important to note that Ghost Recon Wildlands, Mass Effect, and Prey, if I'm not mistaken, Awful. all three let you download them, time trial, you pop trophies, and then if you decide you want to keep the game, then you buy it and you keep your save progress. I think that's I'm pretty sure fantastic. that's I'm pretty sure that's correct on all those. And uh, see, now, I'm going to say the same thing. I am pretty much all for time trials as well because of two main reasons. One, you get the feel for the actual game and not something that could be a slightly different on release. It could be a little bit more glitchy on release, or it could have been fixed. Sure. If I download a time trial, I know this is what I get. Second reason... Oh, go I'm ahead. Cu- no, I'm curious to see what it is. Go ahead. Uh, I wanna- second reason is is that when I'm playing through a time trial, like, let's say, Ghost Recon Wildlands, because that's the most um, equivalent, I can play through the game how I want, yeah. and then I can go back, and I can find things I don't like about it, and I can go back and read reviews that have been published since the game's out, and see if that's something that's a major thing for me or not. Yeah, I and it allows you. me to judge the game a little bit better. Okay. Well, one of the things about demos, and it's a problem I have, and it's specifically why I'm not messing with Nat 2's demo, is that A, I know I'm going to like Nat. I like the first one. Really, worst case scenario, this game's going to be similar to the first one, and I'll still it's like 30 it. bucks. It'll be a 40 good game. bucks, I mean. 40 bucks, too. It's also a better price. I think that they're setting themselves up to only do better than the first game. And the first game did well because it was a launch title. To be fair, yeah. there's stuff that helped it. Uh, but I also think that people really like these kind of games and you're seeing a resurgence of these uh, more simple 3D platformers or beat-em-ups like the game was. Um, but I think the other thing is I don't want... I personally do not... And I know you're a little different because you're a little more gung-ho definitely in certain games to just completely restart once you get a feel for oh, it. Oh, yeah. I do Love not it. like experiencing the same thing twice too close to each other until I beat it. Uh, and I don't want to, like, it'd be different. I don't want to play Knack 2, get to the part of the, de- I don't want to play the part of the demo, then play the actual game, get to the part of the demo and dread doing it. Because right, because you've already done it. And that makes sense. Exactly. It's repetitive. Now, it's different. Like Hellblade, you had to roll 75% of the way back through to get the platinum. Right. Uh, but I beat it, and I knew what the end was, and I didn't feel, I, I knew what I was doing. It's, and it, it's similar to Absolver, where you knew where everything was, and you knew how to do it, so it could be quicker. And it was less Yeah, and it was quicker, and, and even then, it was just that I had already experienced the whole thing before coming back. Right. If, that's all it comes down to and I think that demos have a big problem about and, and like I said demos change sometimes and it's just it's weird I, I, I mean it's, it's, a, it's a lot of extra work and I think that really the most salient point is that it keeps people from working on the actual it's, it's kind of one of those things with me that is in the same kind of rarity case well, games with embargo for reviews on release day is that it's very 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 rare that that happens but every now and then they mess up really bad and it leaves a bad that's taste true. in my mouth that's true and I do want to say it's kind of going off of what you're talking about 
from what you were saying is that you don't like it when an embargo's there because you don't know before you buy it. Right? Exactly. Before, before it launches so you know if you can buy yeah. it one or not. Now, see, at games like, um, <clears throat> if, if you tell me that a game has a review embargo on it and it doesn't lift until the game comes out, some of them did not have a review embargo lift until midnight of the next day. I know for a fact I'm waiting to buy your game. That's odd. It is. And it scares me because it's day like, of what are you makes trying sense. to hide? Yeah. Day of makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, Bethesda doing it. I kind of get it and I don't feel like they've done anything. I don't feel like they've, since they've started this practice, this, they have not put out one game that's just been and there there are companies ridiculous. that have strict kind of guidelines like this that i'll i'll allow like um atlas which uh doing persona it's like Very i know weird. persona 5 is gonna be a good game so yeah i'm gonna buy it on release day which i did well and yeah but you don't to an extent you know what i mean like i get why people who are a little more apprehensive oh, you gotta think you have you have I, a budget that is like you can take that risk that's true yeah. you can be 95 percent sure that it's gonna be good and if i lose 60 dollars and it's kind of i lose 60 dollars but that could be yeah, somebody's but groceries that can be, that, well that could be the one game that they could have bought for a while yeah and then, of course game trade values are not worth it and Number of reasons. I don't know, dude. It depends. But, I got the PS4 Pro today for one hundred and thirty dollars, and that's did you trade and up? Is that what you did? And that's with a uh, you will notice warranty. that your 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 menus work a lot quicker. They do. Uh, yeah, that's but, the first thing I did was go back through and download cloud saves and go to the store, and the store opened up flawlessly on top yeah. turn time uh, one. But Never did that. Uh, one other argument that I could see happening between time trials is something I loosely touched on earlier is that when you when demos come out, demos need to come out before the games release date at least a week yeah and some games to download it play it and that doesn't happen all the time and i think the other thing that needs to be said is that that could be what determines when they need to come out i think that if time trials are going to be the new way moving forward which i think that's a good point yeah i think that at least i'm not saying before release i understand that but i think the time trials should be available day of release and I know that there's people that don't want to do that because it's going to knock out sales from people who just buy it and then realize it's not for them. And if they can just download the time trial instead, I think that's one of those things though that is going to well. Here's the interesting will make thing. people lose sales because they realize that they can wait until and play four hours, whereas they could have bought the game at GameStop, given the money back then. Well, that, well, that's what I'm talking about. The developers, I mean, the the publishers don't want to do it because they lose out on on sales potential that were, sales that were hype sales. Yeah, and it's and it's when someone can download it and wait, then they're like, crap, we lose out on the person who they can play it and see they don't like right. it. Right. Uh, but then I think the other side of this, that's a good point too, is that we see publishers, and I don't want to see it, but in terms of what the, the publishers are thinking. Publishers keep talking about this digital future where they make more money off of every game because now there's less middlemen. Okay, so with that being said, I think that when you go towards the time trial route, people are more likely to, A, download the game, play it. If they decide they like it, they're going to be more likely because they already have all this to just download the game and buy it digitally. And you start moving more and more towards that digital future that some people want, some publishers want. Um, and I don't care. I think digital future is fine. I think that as long as the physical market doesn't completely dissipate. Well, now with you, I mean, it could be digital future. You'll still have your cases. That's you true. I can do whatever cases. I want. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. But I mean, I, I do like to. I, I mean, I like to buy them. I, there's a pride. I want you in to make me an absolver case really bad. Well, uh, if I buy the game, which I'm going to, and I like it, then I'm going to make myself one, and you can just have one. Uh, you got you got my other Hellblade case for that. I sure did. So, uh, well, Saul, do you have any final points that you want to bring in? No, I think for the topic. That's good. I, I prefer there's there's pros and cons to both. I prefer one or the other, but I think there's both a marketplace. I just really, really miss demo disc. <laughs> what a good time. What, what's, what's wild to me that is that demos even ever stopped coming out because this is a recent resurgence we've seen. Uh, throughout the PS3 era we, era, we saw a good amount of them, but when the PS4 flipped over, you stopped seeing demos quite a You did, yeah. Almost, it was weird. Almost in a year and it's it was weird released. because games have been e- demos are easier than ever to get out now. You don't have to print discs and send them out to people. It's, you it's just all, download it's all them. there, yeah. Upload it. So it is weird that that's come down to it. Um, but in case you are a first-time listener, 
or you don't really interact with us on Twitter because you're not a Twitter person. Understandable. That's not for everyone. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, on this video. Let us know what you think about this, what your points are. Uh, looking at you, World's End, I know you're going to have some good points about this. We're going to have a good discussion. Uh, and I think if you listen to us on podcast services and you want to email us, let us know what you thought about these or ask us other questions. You are always more than welcome to do that. Uh, Twitter does seem to be where we're most active, and I really enjoy Twitter. I do too. And I didn't think I would because I'm not a big social media fiend. Um, Me neither. This is the only like social it. media account I, I like have. So. so, Saul, do you want to move into the few announcements we have? Sure. So, announcement number one, which is probably going to be the most important, I think, for me, for me, is that on Sunday, 9-10, so September 10th, we are going to be doing a four-hour gaming session of Destiny 2 with fans. Now, if you're not getting Destiny 2, go ahead and drop in the party with us if you want. You can hang out and chat with us, and I think that's going to be the most amount of fun. We can all hang out and just kind of talk, and you guys can kind of just play with us in a casual, off-style game. Okay, I was trying to figure out what he had <laughs> in his hand. Um, last time he had it, it was a, it was a cup for me, but... Um, Anyways, uh, no surprise this time. So. I know I was getting excited. So four hours, you guys can play with us in Destiny. If you are just want to run strikes with it, that's fine. If you just want to play some Crucible, that allows two people at a time. So quickly, Saul. I, I, I mean, I'm glad we're doing this. I love that we both obviously said we were fine with doing it. It's a good day to do it. So of course, we really hope that everybody gets a chance to come. And I, I think it chose Saul chose a good window of time. Uh, to work with some of the UK listeners who I'm hoping will, yeah. will be down to play with us. Um. With that being said, how long does a strike typically take? 20 minutes? In, around 20 to 30. How, long, how many do you think we're going to be able to get? Like maybe 9 to 12 I think, in, I think in this that, floor? Uh, I honestly think that only maybe a couple people are going to show up that has Destiny. Well, we'll and see. We'll see. But I'm just curious. If so. Typically what you guys would be able to see is that you'll probably be able to play three or four strikes with us. Um, and if you play Crucible, we can get two extra people in. Exactly. So Crucible will be interesting. Yeah. So we can, and, and that'll, So I think what we'll do is like maybe the first hour we'll do strikes. And then the, or we can do it with the whole beginning of it. We do strikes. Right. The whole end of it, we do crucial. Yeah, it could be. And it could it doesn't be matter. We'll, it we'll figure be, it out. It could be who we have, and you know, uh, you know, Ryan Teresa Sport said that you or you implied that you weren't getting Destiny. That's fine. Uh, but I still told him to come hang out and chat with us and just yeah. Anybody wants to hop into the chat? Not cool. a lot. And of course, even because. We can chat the whole time, even though strikes will be set up to where we have to roll through with one player at a time. Uh, you can still be in the chat. Oh, yeah, dude. We yeah, just, One of my favorite things cr- about crap, Destiny you know? is that we have so many fun, casual topics about movies and, and TV shows and all kinds of stuff. Playing Destiny so, is fun for a talking this, aspect. It is, yeah. and this is one of the things is that you guys can come and get to know us a little bit more personally, and we'll be doing it for around four hours. It's going to be me, Brett, and one of my best friends and one of uh, uh, Brett's good friends, Joe, who is a long time destiny player with us so he'll be there with us too to kind of just hang out with us and chat and maybe play a game of crucible or so if we need the extra third yeah um, sure. so that'll be the, cool the second announcement is something we are thinking about getting the ground rolling thought about doing a poll for this but i was not too sure now i will be potentially well i think we're gonna do it okay well i think it, we'll at least do it from the, from the aspect Jonathan's. of getting it off the ground and but, see but, um, so Brett has this case thing and I always want to do a thing for me and Brett could do, Brett's going to do this with me as well every now and then on games we really like and that's what we're really going to be doing it for games we really like but I will be doing I'll be writing out scripts for reviews for myself and if we have a website we'll have a text script for the review so you could go through and read my review and then on for YouTube listeners or watchers you will be able to watch me play the game over captured footage with my review in through the mic 
So it's going to be like a classic IGN style review where I'm talking about how much I like the game or what I like about the game, what I dislike about a game while I play the game. Uh, and we're going to kind of capture it and edit it and um, have some fun with it. So if you guys are interested in seeing reviews, that's something that could very well be coming for me very soon. But stay tuned because I got to figure out what uh, the deal is with HD, uh, with Elgato HD 60s and stuff. So Okay, so the other side of that is that, of course, with him doing that, and I think it's a great idea, and I think he'll be good for that, um, is that we also, it does not mean that we won't do bonus episodes. I know we've of only course, done one, yeah. so it's nothing weird, but I think when we both have games, I think there'll be a difference between an in-depth review and then a... I think when we both still like a game or both have their, or both play a game we'll and have and strong opinions either way, we will still do the occasional bonus episode and kind of do impressions and, and, and do a part impressions, part spoiler cast, uh, and talk about what we did and didn't like on a base level. But I think Saul's thing is going to be a lot more in depth. Um, and it's going to go through, I think what we've kind of talked about is we want to see it go through sections, like what, what specifically worked in the gameplay elements, what specifically worked from a presentation. And right element. now I'm thinking it's going to so, be, um, it's going to be gameplay. Oh, uh, I had it all together. It's going to be like a summary of the game, gameplay, audio, video, and then my final thoughts and my score. I oh, think. So cool. I think that's what I'm going to do. So moving off of that. Um, His news. My news is that, of course, with all this case discussion going on, I have gotten with uh, Ninja Theory, uh, and they have given me their blessing to do this. Uh, so we are safe. Saul, you want to grab it? I do. We've already okay. shut it off. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying. So... My Hellblade case that I made and spin that hoe around. Yeah, spin it around. Let, let, let them see it. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'll get up okay. to the camera. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so anyway, with that being said, uh, I have extra prints of this. And what I want to do, uh, and I'm going to go more in depth on Twitter. Uh, because I think this is probably the best way to go about doing this, but I will also, uh, if we need to put out a little update thing for the podcast listeners, we will. I'm going to find a way. This is kind of short notice, so I apologize. That it's not completely figured out, uh, but we are going to find a way to do a giveaway for these, and I'm probably going to do it to where I'm, I'm going to design one that has all the badging for a European case, and I want to do one American giveaway, one European. That's cool. So you get like the Peggy. It'd be yeah, it'll be Peggy instead of the ESRB. Yeah. Um, is, is, we'll, is we'll this game really M? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Peggy 18. That's crazy. I, I didn't realize this game was right. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes it's sense. very graphic. Yeah. Uh, so I could see that. So anyway, that'll be something that we're doing. And we are, this is going to be the beginning of us starting to do these case giveaways. Uh, and we're going to find interesting ways and fun ways to do that. And of course, we also want to find ways to do that that hopefully bring more listeners and viewers in. Um, but we will, t- I'll, I'll figure that out now that I know that we have permission to do so. And we will get that. I'm probably going to do it in a way that works best for everybody to where it doesn't have to be a Twitter listener. So we will update everyone. Twitter listener. Well, you know what I mean, a Twitter follower. Uh, And then we can get all that done. So makes sense. Is there any other announcement on your side? No, I completely forgot. For those that want more info about the Destiny play along, it's I have a pinned tweet up on Triangle SQRD. That's our Twitter. We always post it in the link down. And if you haven't already and you do want to be a part of this or just play with us, we're not recording it. We're not doing anything like that. We're just literally hanging out with people who want to hang out with us. Yep. Um, our PSN IDs are always in the description of the video, whether it's SoundCloud, YouTube, or whatever podcast app. It's, it all works the same, or it should. And if it should, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, I've checked majority of them, and they all I have the, show up. The I have the pin tweet up. Basically, around 1 p.m., we'll both be online. We'll both be in a party. It will be invite only, so we don't have other random friends of ours joining in. So we'll invite. It'll be Joe, me, Brett, and then whoever else wants to join, um, and we'll 
probably post a tweet or we'll just ha- we'll be in a party and you'll be able to see. Send us a message and we'll invite you in and uh, come hang out with us. Yeah, hopefully we'll find a really elegant way to do that. But until next week's episode, this has been episode 23 of Triangle Squared. And Saul, thank you, obviously, for always being here to do our stuff with us. Thank you. I do have something that's kind of crazy. And thank you guys for listening. Kind of crazy. What's 20 plus 3?